It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. The twilight hours of planet Earth under siege. Industrialized, militarized society, a.k.a. the Matrix, is inconceivably complex and by its very nature completely self-destructive. It can only survive, can only sustain itself by grinding up everything in its path in the perpetual pursuit of profit, of power, and personal pleasures for the willing and cooperative participants of the system as it currently exists. But it is these very factors that makes the self-annihilation of the system inevitable. Such is the catch-22 of the Matrix. The only way it can survive is by ensuring its own demise, a snake eating its own tail. We're in the twilight hours of the Anthropocene era, the age of man. What happens next depends on what each of us does or doesn't do. With each passing week, Increasingly dire headlines are being posted and published from mainstream sources, headlines that, as alarming as they may sound, still fall far short of what we actually face. Here's an example from last week from ClimateScience.com. World heading into uncharted territory of destruction, says New Climate Report. What biggest of all piece of the puzzle does this report and all others like it not disclose? The Global Climate Engineering weather warfare operations. Next headline from last week from AP News. Weather chief states, Ukraine war may be, quote, blessing for the climate. The head of the UN Weather Agency says that the war in Ukraine, quote, may be seen as a blessing from a climate perspective. You need to consider those in power above the frontline media minions are feeding this through the chain of communication. Another headline, same theme, from scmp.com under the headings of Pelosi, Taiwan, and climate. The headline is, Why Military Conflict Might Be Good for the Planet. Question, is it surprising for Pelosi to be connected with that headline theme? No. Is the other side of the orchestrated political divide any more grounded regarding the condition of the planet and its life support systems? Short answer, no. From natureworldnews.com, same theme. Is nuclear war really the answer to climate change? Question mark. From that report, researchers from various institutions from around the world suggest in a study that was published in the journal Nature, covered part of this in a previous broadcast, that a nuclear war would eject significant amounts of soot into the planet's upper atmosphere. All this connects again to climate engineering, to the wildfires which serve the climate engineering agenda. Please search That title, for example, Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda for Shocking Data. We have this kind of report coming out now week after week. What are they trying to tell us? This report continues. This would then spread worldwide, i.e. the particulates, and, quote, rapidly cool the planet. Question, how is the atmosphere full of toxic particles right now working out so far? Not so well. If we remain on the current course, no one will see 2030. That's a mathematical and statistical near certainty on the current trajectory. When we lose the plankton, when we lose the forest, when we lose the insects, when we lose wildlife populations, when we lose the ozone layer, all of it's happening at once. 
all of it on the current trajectory, bottoming out about mid-decade. How can humans survive without habitat? They can't. And none of this takes into account the nuclear part of the equation, not just the clinically insane controllers of the planet launching a nuclear war with the delusional notion that somehow that will buy them a bit more time. Yet one more recent report, same theme, this one from Newsweek, which examined the question with this headline report. Fact check, would nuclear war, quote, solve climate change? Think about the absurdity of even making such a statement. For a decade and a half, geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on the record that once unfolding biosphere collapse, further fueled by climate intervention operations, became impossible to hide, the controllers would become more desperate and dangerous than ever. That time is upon us. There's nothing they won't do in the attempt to hold on to their power till the brutal, bitter end, even if that translates to no more life on planet Earth. In regard to the desperation of the controllers and their multi-pronged response to unfolding biosphere collapse, the agendas are becoming impossible to hide. The wake-up is well underway. Last week, this headline, Johnson & Johnson pauses vaccine rollout as feds probe rare cases of blood clots. No, not rare at all. Just not being reported officially. Next headline, same theme, Pfizer and Moderna. COVID-19 vaccines will get label warning about heart risk. Another headline last week, same theme. Centers for Disease Control confirmed post-vaccination death from blood clotting. So much for safe and effective. From the UK Daily Mail, this. The lockdown effect. Record numbers of children are being hospitalized with colds after their immunity was weakened by social distancing and masks. That's a CDC report, Centers for Disease Control. From planettoday.com, this. Moderna CEO says, listen to this one. You have to hear it to believe it. New mRNA injection will repair heart muscle after heart attack. From that report, the announcement comes as numerous studies have shown a clear link between the mRNA spike protein and the litany of health complications that are on the increase around the world. But it's not just health complications. People are dying at an unprecedented rate. The evidence has become so overwhelming that as of this week, Florida's Surgeon General has even stated on the record that people should refrain from taking the vaccine because it causes a massive 84% spike in cardiac-related death in males aged 18 to 39. The report then states this. Moderna has officially announced it has developed a cure for the tyrannical medical industrial complex's latest manufactured health crisis. You can't make this stuff up, the report states. They then say, speaking with Sky News Australia, Bansell, that's the CEO for Moderna, detailed Moderna's new experimental mRNA injection, which he says will, quote, grow back new blood vessels and revascularize the heart, end quote. So now that they've harmed so much of the world's population, they're going to magically cure it with yet another layer of insanity. Moving on, on the theme of insanity and totalitarianism, there's this to consider. In a stealth Friday afternoon maneuver, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill that turns doctors into agents of the state and brings our country one slippery step closer to medical totalitarianism. 
California's new law allows the state to revoke the license of doctors who dispense medical advice that runs counter to the official government narrative on COVID, even when what the doctors say is proven true. The CDC, Centers for Disease Control, and the FDA continue to tout COVID vaccines as, quote, safe and effective, despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary, even though their own studies show natural immunity is superior to vaccine-induced immunity. The Centers for Disease Control is still pushing the vaccines on people who have already recovered from the virus. Under this new law, a doctor who advises patients about the known risks of the vaccine could lose his or her license. Could a doctor who suggests that their patient could get COVID despite being vaccinated lose their right to practice? The answer is likely yes. What about doctors who advise their patients not to get the vaccine because they've already had COVID could also lose their license? History is replete with nightmarish examples of what happens when doctors stop healing and act instead to advance, quote, the greater good as dictated by the state. When governments start practicing medicine, the story never ends well. And keep this in mind. This is not about the greater good. It's not about the preservation of populations and their posterity. Those in power know the planet can no longer support populations. What should we expect them to do? That blank is not hard to fill in. And I'm saddened to say that the consequences of what they have already done have only begun to manifest. What's coming will make what is and what was appear benign. You're listening to the weekly installment of the Bad News Broadcast, the Global Alert News Hour, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial-free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and is now aired on numerous AM and FM stations in numerous regions throughout the U.S. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Please check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our YouTube channel, our posts of this report, and other breaking issues. We hope you will subscribe to our YouTube channel, click the bell to get notifications for our new videos, likes, comments, and sharing helps us to get this broadcast out to new listeners. Also, our groundbreaking documentary exposing global climate engineering operations titled The Dimming, available to view for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Please help us to expand our voice, and in doing so, help us to more effectively sound the alarm. Again, our website, geoengineeringwatch.org, G-E-O, the word engineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited source in the world on the subject of covert climate intervention operations that are wreaking havoc around the globe. I want to again express my deepest gratitude to each and every courageous individual that's carrying forward this torch of awakening and sanity. I am deeply honored to march with you in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. Moving on, more bad news, breaking headlines from fizz.org. Ozone hole grows this year, but still shrinking in general, the report states. They say the Antarctic ozone hole last week peaked at a moderately large size for the third straight year, bigger than the size of North America. But experts, the so-called experts, say it's still generally shrinking despite recent, quote, blips. It's not a blip when most of the planet is being subjected to incredibly intense UV radiation, not just UVB that in some cases is a thousand percent higher than it should be, but UVC, DNA damaging spectrum of UV radiation that anybody with a sense of 
touch, can feel. It's very stinging on the skin. It heats surfaces. It's burning the bark off of trees. It's killing insects. It's killing plankton. And we have the so-called experts pretending that, well, it's really bad, but it's actually getting better. Couldn't be further from the truth. We have a so-called science community that is bought, sold, and paid for. And if there is karma, if there is repercussion for the seeds one has sown while they are here, I would not want to be in their shoes. Next headline, microplastics in air may contribute to the formation of huge hailstones. This is corroboration of what geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on the record for a decade and a half. From this report, Slovenian scientists are the first in the world to find microplastics in hailstones. According to the researchers, the microplastics may also have contributed to the formation of large ice balls or clumps. Search Lake Michigan ice balls. Take a look at those photos and you'll be shocked. And why did it take Slovenian scientists to figure this out? Because Western scientists are being paid to not figure it out. Their paychecks and pensions depend on them not disclosing any of this. Polymer fibers are listed on climate engineering patents. They can be used and are being used to carry chemical ice nucleating elements in the atmosphere. They facilitate the massive hailstones. They facilitate engineered winter events, events that turn what should have been liquid precipitation into frozen precipitation. They are the core factor with issues like the Lake Michigan ice balls that are showing up on the Baltic Sea, on the Arctic. And scientists never seem to have an explanation for this because, again, they're paid not to. Search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. Why are the weather makers so driven to mask the full extent of planetary meltdown, even at the cost of further fueling the overall process? Here's a clue from arcticnews.org. Blue ocean event and further events and developments. First, a blue ocean event means when all sea ice in the Arctic is lost during the summer melt season. And that will be catastrophic. Why? Because the ice reflects 90% of the sun's incoming thermal energy. When the ice is lost, the ocean, the dark ocean, absorbs 90% of that energy. That superheats the oceans. That rapidly thaws the methane deposits on the seafloor, methane hydrates and clathrates. Methane explodes out of the seafloor. It's happening right now already in many regions of the Arctic. Migrates through the water column to the sea surface into the atmosphere. It's lighter than air, so it migrates up into the atmosphere, starts to cover the planet like a layer of glass. I've been over this in broadcast after broadcast. Methane over a 10-year time horizon, 120 times more potent than CO2 as a greenhouse gas. Enough methane in the Arctic alone to turn this planet into Venus, literally, if it all thawed and released. With all that in mind, here's the remainder excerpt from this report from Arctic News. A blue ocean event constitutes the crossing of a huge tipping point and... As a strong El Nino looks set to emerge after the triple La Nina we just are in the process of having, this, they say, could trigger the unfolding of further events and developments. Feedback loop, as I just described, ice lost, heating increases, more methane releases, more heating, feeds on itself. And this is, again, on the developments, this is all related to climate collapse feedback loops, leading to the extinction, the report says, of most species, including humans. 
Again, this is not alarmism. It's already unfolding. If the process is allowed to continue, we have no chance. The sooner that fact is faced by a critical mass of the population, the sooner we can fully face reality, and in doing so, have at least a chance of turning the tide, starting with exposing and halting the climate disruption operations in our skies. Next headline. This new admission from the so-called science community, as covered by the UK Guardian. From last week, almost 70% of animal populations wiped out since 1970, report reveals. This is total deception because we had these figures 10 years ago, when 70% of the population had been wiped out in the same period since 1970, 40-year period, not 50. Those in power are doing everything they can across the board to downplay the severity of what's unfolding. Frontline statistics would indicate we are closer to 80% today, not 70. And on the current trajectory, statistically, mathematically, we face zero hour for no functional wildlife populations in 2026 because this is a non-linear equation. It's not a flat line. It goes straight up. As the dominoes fall, they get bigger and bigger and bigger and fall faster and faster, non-linear. Report states, the huge scale of human-driven loss of species demands urgent action. That's coming from the world's leading scientists. The same scientists that categorically deny the climate engineering atrocities in our skies that are the single most destructive human activity ever launched by the human race, and they have yet to acknowledge it. So much for the scientific community. But what are all the international corporate news propaganda pushers covering while Earth's wildlife populations are plummeting due to habitat loss and mass starvation? They all took the time to cover the Alaska Fat Bear Contest. Even the Chinese international news joined the mass distraction story. They find an obese bear that probably has a genetic disorder of some sort. And then they paint the picture that there's fat bears all over because there's apparently so much to eat, they would like us to believe. This kind of sick propaganda is criminal. Animals are starving to death all over the globe. I have made myself view videos of skin and bones starving polar bears that can barely drag themselves along. Even now, the images haunt me. My heart feels shattered when I view such footage. But I'll never turn away, ever. I'll fight against the insanity till my last breath. The bears, the birds, the bats, the bees, the entire web of life has no voice except for us. The powers that be disclose only what they can no longer hide. And here's an example from last week, new from CBS News. Alaska snow crab season canceled as officials investigate disappearance of an estimated one billion crabs with a B. One billion crabs don't just disappear. They're dead. They're gone. Littering the seafloor. Oceans are superheating, deoxygenating. We have the plankton population crashing. Canfield Ocean, look that one up. A lifeless, stratified, superheated, oxygenless dead zone. That is what we will very soon face on the current course. When the seas die, we will die. From this report, in a major blow to America's seafood industry, the Alaska Department of Fish and Game has, for the first time in history, canceled the winter snow crab season in the Bering Sea due to their failing numbers. Scientists worry 
what the sudden population plunge means for the health of the Arctic Ocean, as if they don't know. We know at geoengineeringwatch.org, so the whole of the science community doesn't know because they're paid not to. They then state an estimated 1 billion crabs have mysteriously disappeared in two years. State officials said it marks a 90% drop in their population. Global pelagic fish population, as I've stated in this broadcast so many times, also down 90%. Again, this image comes to mind. The human race, the characters in the Thelma and Louise moment, occupants of a car that has already crashed through the guardrail, is hurling through the air, and the majority don't have a clue. Above it all, climate disruption operations rage on. Welcome to the asylum. Are the so-called environmental organizations sounding the alarm with any basis in truth? Not so much. From the Environmental Protection Hypocrisy website, 350.org, this headline, Federal Reserve, Why is Climate Not a Financial Stability Consideration for Monetary Policy? From that report, why is the Federal Reserve failing to discuss the risks associated with remaining reliance on fossil fuels, i.e. carbon fuels? This organization receives funding from the Rockefeller Foundation. Do you think they're going to tell you a shred of truth? Do you think they're ever going to admit to climate intervention operations? Check into the founder of this group and his associations. You can see him on film attempting to deny his association with the Rockefeller Foundation. Total hypocrisy. The whole of the so-called environmental organization community all trying to protect their 501c3 nonprofits by avoiding ever even mentioning the single most environmentally destructive factor of all, climate engineering operations. Next headline from the U.S. Congressional poster person of total hypocrisy, Nancy Pelosi. This message, we are in a climate emergency and Democrats delivered historic climate action to decarbonize our economy and bring inflation relief with cheaper, greener energy. Green energy. Really, Nancy, not so much. Search and view the documentary Planet of the Humans. Learn what so-called green energy sources don't want you to know. Is solar, wind, and hydropower better than straight-up burning of carbon fuels? Yes, certainly, no question. But what aren't we being told by hypocrites like Nancy Pelosi or Bill McKibben of 350.org? Let's start with the single most destructive human activity of all. Again, global climate intervention operations. On that note, this just-published report headline of total disinformation from CNBC, White House is pushing ahead research to cool Earth by reflecting back sunlight. We all know where this is headed. From that report, the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy is coordinating a five-year research plan to study ways of modifying the amount of sunlight that reaches the Earth in order to temporarily temper the effects of global warming. The report says, yes, damage in the ozone is bad. Acid deposition is bad. Respiratory illness is bad. That's word for word from the report. Spraying particles out of jet aircraft for the stated purpose of temporarily and toxically cooling down the surface. Newsflash, geoengineering operations have been fully deployed for over 75 years. The result? Catastrophe with looming planetary omnicide on the near-term horizon, while the so-called climate science community and the puppets in the White House pretend that they could, may, might deploy climate engineering someday. What about another form of power that some actually pretend is, quote, green energy? From Viz.org, 
Nuclear power isn't clean, the report states. It creates hellish wastelands of radioactive sewage. And that's just scratching the surface of the nuclear power nightmare. No rational human being can deny that our species has laid waste to the planet and the atmosphere in the geologic blink of an eye. So why is there so much denial? My statement was self-explanatory. Reason and a sense of responsibility to the whole are in short supply. That must change soon, or we will reach the proverbial end of the road. Here's a general footnote of human insanity. Just an example. 5.3 billion cell phones to become waste in 2022. From that report, if these cell phones were stacked flat on top of each other, that many discarded phones would rise 50,000 kilometers, that's 30,000 miles, into space. Imagine that, discarded in a single year. Back to biosphere collapse from climatewire.com. Quote, absolutely no doubt, the headline says, climate intensified the current drought. The report says, drought has gripped the northern hemisphere from China to Europe to the U.S., and scientists say global warming made it 20 times more likely to occur. No, here's the truth of the matter. Climate engineering made it 20 times more likely to occur because a warming planet must have more rain overall, not less. The laws of physics make this clear. Why is the so-called climate science community not discussing this fact? 7% more moisture is held in the atmosphere for every degree C of warming. We are likely well past 3.5 degrees C right now. Should be far more overall rain, but there's not. Climate engineering is the reason why not. This is criminal. When we expose this issue, all those that help to hide it should be held every bit as much responsible legally and morally as those who participated in the programs themselves. Keep that in mind. And as I continue to point out the consequences of climate engineering, that does not mean that the human race hasn't damaged the planet in countless other ways. We have been incredibly poor stewards of planet Earth. And too many people are still thinking dichotomously that it's either this or that. No, it's all the above. Any form of human activity that destroys the planet's life support systems, that disrupts the planet's climate equilibrium, its energy balance, is a problem. It's not just climate engineering. That being said, the climate intervention operations remain the single most destructive human activity of all. Continuing on with the same theme of engineered drought. From 360.yale.edu, that's a.k.a. Yale University, as Himalayan glaciers melt, a water crisis looms in South Asia. From that report, warmer air is thinning most of the vast mountain ranges. Glaciers are thinning all of them, known as the third pole, because they contain so much ice, the melting could have far-reaching effects for flood risk and for water scarcity for a billion people who rely on meltwater for their survival. Not could, not may, not might, is already, and it will get worse rapidly from here. Next headline. Again, same theme from the Weather Channel. Mississippi River looks more like a creek. Those photos should be examined. As I cover the next headlines, consider and remember the hallmark of climate intervention operations are catastrophic drought and deluge scenarios. The rain that was prohibited or diverted from one region comes down somewhere else in a deluge. From numerous sources, this deadly flooding follows persistent rains in Indonesia. 
In that report, torrential rain and relentless rainfall swamped portions of Indonesia this week. From CNN, this, floods are submerging whole houses in Nigeria. At least 80 have died trying to escape. Let's not forget Pakistan, a third of the country put underwater, even while catastrophic drought rages in nearby regions. Next headline, same theme, climate engineer deluge from the BangkokPost.com. Climate refugees flee as Bangladesh villagers washed away. Bangladesh saw record flooding that killed more than 100 people and cut off 7 million others with relief efforts continuing for months. The impact is expected to worsen significantly. A Bangladesh resident named Baroy, stated this, I don't want to go anywhere, but if the river devours the entire village, what will happen? Where will we go? Question, do those in power care for the chaos and carnage they are creating? No, they don't. They never have. As the abrupt climate collapse unfolds, being further fueled by climate engineering operations, there will soon come a point when no one can help anyone else. All will be struggling for their own immediate survival. From the LA Times, California struggles to count heat wave injuries and deaths. For 10 grueling days, meteorologists tracked record-setting temperatures as they boiled across the state. 116 degrees in Sacramento, 114 in Napa, 109 in Long Beach. And this report was from Monday morning. Chalk up another five record-setting days since. Welcome to the climate engineering ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure heat dome scenario. Any source that claims this is just the result of global warming is clueless or lying. Am I denying global warming by making that statement? Absolutely not. What we face is far worse than global warming. The correct science scenario is abrupt climate collapse. But what part of this equation is being systematically denied by every single so-called science source, every so-called environmental organization, and even the global warming deniers themselves? All sides of the fence, denying climate engineering operations. We are neck deep in denial. Every side of the engineered political divide. Next headline from AccuWeather. Quote, topsy-turvy temperatures on the way for the Northeast. Engineered weather whiplash and temperature whiplash. From that report, AccuWeather meteorologists say a volatile weather pattern could bring the risk of summery severe thunderstorms Transitioning to wintertime snowflakes in just a few days' time. As a potent cold front crashes through the region, temperature swings across the Ohio Valley and Northeast are likely to be drastic. What's happening there? I've described it in broadcast after broadcast. High-pressure dome over the U.S. West, pushing all the moisture clockwise up and around that dome. It's chemically nucleated, comes back down on the eastern side of that dome, and creates the kind of conditions that I just described. Next headline, this one from globalnews.ca. How drought is taking its toll on Canada's normally wet coast. From that report, coastal British Columbia has not had significant rain since July. The leaves on the trees are yellow and orange and hanging on by a thread because they're completely dried out. Again, all this from the scenario I just described, high-pressure heat dome scenario. The report says the situation is dire. Our water supply is running out very quickly. The heat and drought are affecting entire ecosystems. The bears are coming down into these river systems and there's no salmon. What about the fat bear contest that's pushed by every international news source, including the Chinese news? Here's the reality. No food for the bears. Weather experts are just as stunned by the abnormally hot and dry conditions. Really, they're stunned. They don't have a clue. 
Why? Because they're paid not to. The report continues, quote, it just doesn't seem to want to go away, agreed University of British Columbia climatologist Michael Pidwerney, referring to a locked-in pattern of high pressure, exactly what I've described for so many years, spawned by those warm ocean temperatures and abnormal jet streams already described those earlier in this broadcast. As a result, clouds and precipitation are unable to form, he said. From food security to entire ways of life, what's happening is having a dangerous ripple effect. When the dominoes start to fall, all the other dominoes collapse with it. Where have I heard that example? Over and over. And still, the so-called experts will not admit to the climate engineering elephant in the equation because their paychecks and pensions depend on them continuing to lie. And that's exactly what they're doing. While the northwestern U.S. was baking with temperatures pushing 100 degrees in many locations, including my own on the east side of Lake Shasta, there's this report from states a bit further east. Quote, frost and freeze alerts are spanning across a large section of the United States. Snow for several hours in some locations. By late week, temperatures may fall even further. Lows in the 20s are more likely in some locations. These are states at approximately the same latitude as those that are still pushing 100 degrees. What's wrong with this picture? Climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare. That's what's wrong. The climate engineers continue to fry the western U.S. while sporadically cooling down the eastern U.S. This pattern was first implemented in late 2007. There are many reasons. Search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about the scenario and why it's being utilized. It's the human race has devastated the planet in countless ways. The planet is spiraling into total meltdown scenario. Climate intervention operations have prevented the planet's life support systems from responding to the damage done. There can be no legitimate discussion of the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the single greatest and most destructive factor of all, climate engineering weather warfare operations. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 375, October 15th, 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Florida, Texas, two stations in San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, two Colorado stations including Denver, Portland, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Santa Cruz, Tucson, San Bernardino, California, Washington State, Alabama, New York State, two stations in the far north of California, and now in North Carolina. Geoengineeringwatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and our voice in this last hour desperate effort to sound the alarm. In regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other geoengineeringwatch.org video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience to more effectively reach those that still aren't looking up. Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal 
is to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. We pass those printed materials on for less than our cost of producing and shipping. There's very high quality printed materials and just added climate engineering conversation starters are geoengineeringwatch.org shirts, scannable business cards, and bumper stickers. All effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. And that's how you plant the seed of awareness. Doing so is the first and most important leap we can make toward getting the as-of-yet uninformed to look up. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out as we awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they're participating in, i.e. their own demise and ours. Moving on, much more to cover, never enough time in this broadcast. Let's take a momentary detour that's relevant. This headline from last week, heaviest element yet detected on an exoplanet atmosphere. From that report, astronomers have discovered the heaviest element ever found in an exoplanet atmosphere, barium. Scientists were surprised to discover barium at high altitudes in the atmosphere of the ultra-hot gas giants. So why are they spraying barium in our atmosphere? Many reasons, none of them benevolent, all of them ultimately about power and control with no regard for the consequences. And let's add aluminum, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, graphene, and likely many other elements that we can't yet know. What about biologicals? Polymer fibers and graphene are used to carry biologicals in atmospheric dispersions. Why wouldn't we expect something like that as well? More on the collapsing biosphere. From multiple sources, drought-ravaged corn is starving the cattle industry and hiking up grocery bills. From the report, the prolonged rain shortage is causing the dominoes to fall across the corn belt of the country. Corn makes up about 95% of the primary feed grain for cattle in the U.S. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, hogs and poultry also eat corn. Agricultural regions being targeted, drought, deluge, flash freezing, and they can blame it all on nature. Next headline, heat waves will make regions uninhabitable within decades. That's from the UN and the Red Cross. From that report, heat waves will become so extreme in certain regions of the world within decades that human life there will be unsustainable. Again, as dire as that may sound, it's not decades off in the future. It's here now. And it is unfolding by the day. And it is incredibly nonlinear. On the current course, no one will be here in decades, but we still have the so-called climate science community pretending that trouble is still off somewhere over the horizon that couldn't be further from the truth. Climate engineering, again, fueling all of it. Next headline, why the Salton Sea is turning into toxic dust. From that report, the Salton Sea in California, its most polluted inland lake, has lost a third of its water in the last 25 years. Listen to this. New research has determined a decline in the Colorado River flow is the reason for that shrinking since that's the only place it gets its river, and I've been to the Salton Sea, of course that's why it's shrinking. What a ridiculous statement from the so-called experts. We see it again and again and again. Deductive reasoning that a five-year-old could figure out. Next headline, also multiple sources. Climate tipping points could lock in unstoppable changes, the report states, to the planet. How close are they? Question mark. Here's the answer to that question. Two decades into the rearview mirror. Past the point of no return about two decades ago, the report states the collapse of the West Antarctic ice sheet, for example, was once thought to be a risk 
when warming reached 3 to 5 degrees C above Earth's pre-industrial average temperature. Guess what? We're there now. They're simply lying about how hot it actually is. Now, the report states it's thought to be possible at current warming levels because we're there, as I already stated. The front edge of some retreating West Antarctic glaciers are only kilometers away from the unstoppable retreat. There are signs that some tipping points are already approaching. Approaching? No. About 50 in the rearview mirror now. For the record, the polar regions are their planet's air conditioner, and they're disintegrating. Not hard to see where that road leads. Another headline, same theme because this is such an important theme. Again, numerous sources on this one as well. U.S. releases new Arctic strategy as climate threat grows. From that report, U.S. President Joe Biden's administration released a new Arctic strategy. The strategy features four main pillars, security, climate change, and environmental protection, sustainable economic development, oxymoron by itself, and international cooperation. That's occurring with climate engineering and other issues as well. Even between normally adversarial nations, they are colluding and cooperating on climate engineering. It cannot be otherwise. We have documents up to 800 pages long to prove that at geoengineeringwatch.org. So about the so-called four pillars, security, environmental protection, sustainable economic development, and international cooperation. That's quite a wish list. Have the U.S. officials sent their wish list to Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, perhaps the Easter Bunny? We live in an asylum. Next headline, same theme. Rising sea levels mean rising groundwater, and that spells trouble for coastal septic systems. From that report, sea level rise and big storms are hammering coastal communities, causing increased flooding and land loss, saltwater intrusion, wetland loss and change, and impacts to local infrastructure. What a gross understatement from that report. Coastlines will soon enough be inundated. The question is, how many will still be here to see it happen? Next headline, same theme. As oceans rise, are some nations doomed to vanish? Again, another ridiculously obvious and simplistic question. Of course they're going to vanish. We have island nations that sit a foot or two above sea level. They're on the edge now, and the sea level rise is accelerating because thermal expansion is also accelerating. It's not just more water being dumped into the oceans from the melting ice caps. Thermal expansion alone, also a factor. All of it is combining and manifesting exponentially. What else is occurring in our oceans and along their shores? From AOL.com, this 477 whales die in heartbreaking New Zealand strandings. From that report, none of the stranded whales could be refloated and all either died naturally. What's, there's nothing natural about this. Let me continue with this report. Or were euthanized in a, quote, heartbreaking loss. The report says the deaths come two weeks after about 200 whales died in Australia after stranding themselves on a remote Tasmanian beach. The Department of Conservation wrote in a Facebook post, quote, although they are natural occurrences, they are still sad and difficult for those helping. Natural occurrences? What a colossal lie from a typical government-controlled cover-up agency and individual. There's nothing natural about what's happening in our seas, the loss of the food chain. And there's also the nuclear submarines, most from the U.S. Navy. They're decimating whale navigation abilities with the Navy's lethal underwater sonar death knell. 
Let's add this piece of the puzzle from the CenterForBiologicalDiversity.org. Navy-specific training will harm marine mammals, 12.5 million of them. Twelve point, is, are there even that many mammals alive in the entire eastern Pacific? The report states, explosions, sonar, ship strikes, all menace marine life from Hawaii to Southern California. Incredibly sickening all this is. From the report, U.S. Navy training exercises in the Pacific Ocean could kill, injure, or harass whales, dolphins, and other marine mammals, up to 12.0 million of them over the next five years. That's according to the Marine Mammal Protection Act permits. So they have a permit to kill and or maim 12.5 million marine mammals for training? Where do the flag-waving, willfully blind patriots stand on this story? And yes, other countries also have nuclear nightmare submarines, but for the record, the U.S. Navy has more than all other militaries combined. No surprise. Next, another saddening headline from multiple sources about the death of our seas. 740,000 kilometers of fishing line and 14 billion hooks lost at sea every single year. Nearly 3,000 square kilometers of gill nets lost at sea, 218 square kilometers of trawl nets, 75,000 square kilometers of seine nets. In addition, fishers lose 25 million pots and traps at sea. How much marine life is dying with all that floating around? And that's on top of everything else that's slaughtering marine life. In my many years of diving at the Channel Islands off the California coast, I've set free a number of moray eels that were still hooked, but with now broken fishing line tangled around the rocks they live under, and on more than one occasion, them. Rescuing a large eel in this condition requires patience, care, and caution. But I couldn't leave them like that. Never. And what about the countless whales that die in the ghost net nightmare? Dolphins, porpoises, sea lions, which I have also freed from nets around their neck. And again, that's a precarious undertaking. If you've ever seen a sea lion skull, you'd understand why. Aquatic life is collapsing. Terrestrial life is collapsing. Crop production is collapsing. Where do we go from here? Next new headline on this theme. Professors call for more research into climate change-related threats to civilization. From that report, Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences urgently calls for more research into the specific pathways by which civilization could potentially collapse due to climate change. It's climate collapse, environmental collapse, all that being further fueled by climate engineering, which they won't admit to, and countless other forms of human activity as well. Scientists have warned that climate change threatens the habitability of large regions of the Earth and even civilization itself. How incredibly absurd the Earth could, may, might become uninhabitable, and the so-called scientists then conclude that civilization could, may, might, then collapse. That's like saying if you get killed, you could die. Yes, the planetary asylum. The co-authors consider three civilization collapse scenarios. Localized collapse of specific vulnerable locations, the collapse of some urban and national areas while the remaining ones experience detrimental climate-related effects such as food and water scarcity, like right now. And three, global collapse where urban areas around the world are abandoned. Nations are no more and global population falls. Not 
falls, crashes. That's a given at this point. The question is now, will anyone make it through what's coming? And that's worth fighting for. But that effort will take all of us. The scientist authors of this report then offered up this bit of brilliance. Quote, the danger climate change poses to civilization shouldn't just be left for journalists, philosophers, and filmmakers to ponder. Scientists have a responsibility to investigate this too, end quote. Yes, one would think that so-called scientists would feel some sense of responsibility to investigate the end of the world, starting with looking up and taking notice of the climate engineering elephant in the sky that's the single most destructive human activity of all. That's the greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face short of nuclear cataclysm. And the whole of academia pretends it isn't there. Here's another recent red flag harbinger report for any that are not asleep at the wheel. Pando, the world's largest organism, has stopped growing. From that report, Pando is a stand of aspen trees in Utah that is 14,000 years old and weighs 12 million pounds. Humans threaten to end its long reign. Pando is Latin for, quote, I spread. This organism lays claim to many records. Scientists estimate that this grove of quaking aspen trees contains nearly 47,000 individual trees. All are male, all with the same DNA. Oldest, largest organism on the planet. Now dying. What's next? Our beliefs, our assumptions, our perceptions, our worldviews determine how we interpret events in life. Far too many people often look for confirming information to justify what they've already decided is right or true. They are thus far less likely to consider new or factual evidence that contradicts their beliefs. There's a name for this predicament. It's called the Similwise Reflex, a human behavioral tendency to stick to pre-existing beliefs and to reject new information that may contradict existing perceptions or conclusions of the world despite adequate evidence to the contrary. The Similwise Reflex, or simply the Similwise Effect, is a metaphor that illustrates how humans tend to reject new evidence, new findings, new knowledge, because the new information may contradict established norms, beliefs, and cultural values. Here's a quote from Adam M. Grant, who stated, We learn more from people who challenge our thought processes than those who affirm our existing conclusions. So how do we overcome the Similwise reflex? How can we be less wrong in our decision-making process? Far too many people hold on too firmly to their beliefs, their mental models, and their assumptions. These same traits and characteristics influence their decision-making in everyday life. Far too many never upgrade or improve their principles, their habits, or their perceptions. Even when new evidence reveals their current views of the world and their conclusions are not accurate, and thus not serving them. Learning to be less wrong isn't easy, but it's essential. Research shows that we are less likely to be wrong when we are more careful about how we process or interpret information. We're constantly being bombarded with information, with propaganda, with mainstream media scripted distractions. How are we to sort that all out? We start by challenging all pre-existing conclusions, a mental clearing of the lens, if you will, through which we see and interpret the world. 
Question all present assumptions. Where did they come from? On a final note, for the record, Semmelweis syndrome was derived from Ignaz Semmelweis, a historical figure, a physician that was locked in an asylum, subsequently beaten and died from his wounds. Why? For trying to disclose truths that the so-called experts of his day didn't want to hear. What truth? That physicians should wash their hands between patients and between procedures. Ignaz Semmelweis disputed the official narratives of the time, and for that, he was locked up, beaten, and killed, in spite of being completely correct. Last week, I was approached in Reading by an individual that stated the following to me, quote, I did listen to your broadcast for a while, but it was too depressing, end quote. What could I say? Yes, I do deliver news that isn't uplifting, to say the least, but how are we to have any chance of fixing the problems if we don't first face them? Even the state of being depressed by unpleasant and unpalatable news is a choice. Though it's difficult to see such challenges in a different light, it can be done. It's a matter of perspective. Life, our journey, is about growth. Our sense of virtue, our sense of honor and morality, must be nurtured and exercised. Without challenge, without difficulty, our growth can stop completely or even reverse. When an athlete is training to be a champion, do they avoid difficult challenges? Or do they actively seek them out so that they can become ever stronger? The answer is self-evident. No matter how great the challenges that we collectively face, our Creator has provided us with the tools to weather the storm. Our perspective, our philosophy, our faith, our virtue, these are what we own, all we own. Traits that can never be taken, only abandoned, which far too many have long since done. To those that have held fast to their compass heading, to those that have guarded and protected at all costs the traits I have made mention of, to those that have chosen not to yield to the gathering storm and darkness, you have my deepest and most profound respect. It's a privilege and an honor to march with you in this most important battle for all that matters. We must not grow weary. With our combined efforts, we can yet achieve a critical mass of awakening, and in doing so, we will cause a shockwave around the world. Share credible data from a credible source. Start spot fires of awareness in your circles and ask others to do the same. If we can fully expose the insanity in our skies, we have a chance of stopping it. This is the great imperative of our time. The planet must be allowed to respond on its own to the damage done. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for more specifics on how to move this fight forward. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Time is not on our side. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.